0: We all know the value of building a strong personal and professional network. But in practice, it's really difficult. We lose touch with someone when we change jobs or we miss a close friend's birthday. We built Clay to make being thoughtful in your relationships easier. Once you connect your accounts, LinkedIn, email, Facebook, iMessage, and more, Clay automatically pulls in everyone you know and builds a beautiful profile for them. Then you can search your entire network take notes, set reminders to reach out and even be prompted to reconnect if it's been a while. Clay also includes a feed of important updates from the people in your life, like a news mention or a birthday. For listeners of this podcast, we're offering a 60-day free trial if you visit clay.earth/partners/60. Again, that's clay.earth/partners/60. At Kroger, we want our fresh produce to meet your expectations, which is why we're dedicated to doing up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies, checking for things like scarring. In fact, only the best produce like zesty oranges and crisp carrots reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards mean fresher produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Valentine's Day is almost here, and we can help with everything from a romantic dinner to floral bouquets, chocolate-dipped strawberries, and so much more. Happy Valentine's Day.
1: Let's uh, let's do the music one more time. Sorry about that.
2: All right, from the top.
0: Behind home plate, we bringing it to a more day. All day, you know what's up? Welcome Bird lose. we bringing it to you always. Always you know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange and or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section three, three, six, we on this. So tune in. Tune in. You Know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome now, here come the boys from Section 336.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your endearing stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka.
1: Hi. Sorry about that. A little bit. uh a little bit too many buttons with the whole video streaming, and I forgot to press record. Yeah. But, hey, at least I caught it at the very beginning of the show.
2: That's true. I that would have been annoying when it went further, but if my enthusiasm wasn't there for our introductions, it's because I already did them. So that was round two, and every time I, I do them, I get a little less hyped about it.
1: <laughs> right. It's 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 uh it's hard to get hyped up after after a ugly Ravens game. So, I mean, I don't know. You over you over the Saturday night loss, or is that part of your hype issue?
2: No, no, I'm I'm over it. No, here's here's how I handle things. So people handle um depressing issues differently. My response is to completely pretend like it doesn't exist. Just move so on. So on the ride home, I know a lot of people like get on Twitter. Like I completely logged off, you know, I wasn't on Twitter at all. Um I I, I haven't listened to a single second of any sports talk radio, even on the ride home. There was like a couple minutes after the game. I listened to an audio book. I listened to an audio book on the ride home because my response is to totally and I can do this. This is a gift where I can have the worst day at work. And then the second I get in my car, like I just shut it off and I completely focus on something else. And I do the same thing with the Ravens. Right. The Ravens was like the worst day of work of all time um but when i get in the car i completely just shut it off now it didn't help that at church my pastor referenced it at least seven times the raven's game (laughs) like dude i I get the cheap laughs but come on man i've I've totally i'm working on not thinking about it at all and you keep on bringing up in a sermon get out of here just talk about the bible whatever but but so i know it's like some people take out their anger on 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 social media some people take out their anger on uh, Sports Talk Radio, and I'm just no. I get away from it all. Like I, I tried to watch the Houston Chiefs game. I watched it for about two minutes. Houston was blowing them out. I, I, I turned it off, and I assume Houston won by fifty points. I right. turned it off, um, and I just I couldn't watch it. I, I watched none of the Green Bay Seahawks game, and I was so pumped for all these playoff games. But after watching the Ravens, I'm just I'm so done with football.
1: I'm I'm there with you. Uh, a little different. I I shut the game off, and I went and cleaned out the garage. And I was uh, I was awake till like two in the morning working on the garage. Uh because I couldn't sleep because I was irritated. Yeah. So I went out to the garage um and and stayed up late, finishing that project and getting all that done because I just needed something to uh something to distract me, something to kinda wear me out so I could fall asleep and not in anger. And then you're right, I watched nothing on Sat Sunday and I'm guessing that's the majority of Raven fans. Like there's no way I could watch those football games on Sunday. No, I, went, I, it, I went out to a restaurant and I saw a little bit of the game on TV, but I didn't care and have no yeah. desire to watch football uh, at least for a month.
2: Yeah, yeah. And people like were engaging at work about the Ravens game. Like, no, I'm not having it. I'm not, I'm not talking about it. Yeah. I'm not talking about it. I'm done. It is what it is. And because the second you start talking about it, the second you realize – how there's just so many dumb things. Uh, like for the Titans to win, the Titans were an inferior team. And so for them to win, you don't just blame Lamar Jackson, but you blame Lamar Jackson. You don't just blame the wide receivers, but you blame the wide receivers. You don't just blame the defense, but you blame the, the defense. And above all, you don't just blame uh, the coach, but right. you, you blame a lot, a lot of the coach. When your quarterback, there was 59 times and you had a a historic running team um and then you choose not to give ever give the ball yeah. to your two best running backs it's so infuriating that i can't even think about it i don't really like talking about it now and i've been happy the past uh day because i haven't been thinking about it at all now i'm getting irritated the more i think yeah about it. i
1: did have to do an episode of film study yesterday so that was the first time i had did you to ask talk about it
2: film study didn't give the ball to Edwards or Ingram at all the right. entire game.
1: So so yesterday was our defensive episode. Tonight after three thirty six, we will record a offensive uh, episode with Sarah Ellison, and uh, we will definitely get into that because it was it was. Gus Edwards had like two carries and Ingram had like four five, and one of them he busted for like twenty yards. Right, and that right, and the whole cut. Co- yeah, it's where I was. I was glad to be in Florida because. I was like the only one that bothered. When I went to work today and ran into people, yeah. I'd ask them how their weekend was. Everyone had great weekends. Beautiful weather down here. It's in the high eighties. Everyone's loving life, and I can only keep my frustration to myself, which is good and probably healthier. Um,
2: yeah. And and the day of, I went out a little bit the, the the day of, and I got and I wore my Ravens jersey, and I got a bunch of go raven comments and it was it was it was like the thing that only happens yes during playoffs right no one ever makes a comment about your ravens jersey in week 12 all right but when they make the playoffs you start getting comments and then you would get i mean people were excited and you're saying go ravens go ravens big trust and it was it
1: was cool uh and then the the game happened right i don't think i've shared this on the podcast before but uh i am known at the public's i love public's down here in florida and the public's near our house I am known, and Mandy laughs at me, because I am known as the big Ravens fan. Mm. Because, you know, it happens to be Sundays when I go to Publix because I want some wings or pizza rolls or something for the game. So I'm always wearing my Lamar jersey. So I have with the Bag Boys, they will talk to me regularly when I go about the Ravens. And I purposely have not gone to Publix since the Ravens lost on Saturday night. Because I don't want to have the conversation. The team was the team was if you so it, embarrassing. If you give it one week, everybody will will move
2: on. It was right. like it was a perfect storm of everything that could go wrong. Yeah, and I sound like sour grapes that saying that we're like we're the the better team, but we are, and that's why the Titans are so arrogant in their in their like post game thing where they're making fun of Mark Ingram and Lamar right. Jackson. Yep. and I heard one of the guys spit in Yanda's face. And and one of the reasons is, is because they know, like, it's like a bunch of, like, junior high kids who upset the varsity team, right? If the Ravens won, they're not mocking the Titans because they're supposed to win. And so here are a bunch of little kids come and somehow get lucky. And the Ravens had, you know, just a disastrous performance. And somehow these little kids win and beat and beat the better team. And they're, like, pumped like they just won the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I've got so many, uh, so many thoughts about, like, little thoughts about this game and, one of them was just going into this game. The conversation we kept having is no one's figured out how to beat the Ravens and Lamar. The only way we could see the Ravens losing this game is if the Ravens did it to themselves. Yeah. And 100% the Ravens did it to themselves this week. And, 100%. and beyond that, it was also kind of like throughout the season, like every big play went our way. And then all of a sudden on Saturday, like every time there's a big play, it doesn't work out for the Ravens. No fourth down conversions. The stupid balls bouncing off people's hands into interceptions. Just nothing was going their way. That yeah, one handed I mean, catch by the by the guy uh, by uh, their their receiver it was just an unbelievable catch. It's like stuff like that. Just everything went against us Saturday night, and then the coaches are complete idiots. And it's the weirdest game I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, and the, like I have no issues with the decisions right like the decisions to go for it in fourth and one you've made it every time all year you've right. got the best fourth down percentage in all of football you got a, an mvp like yes you go for it on on fourth down and fourth and one so i don't knock them for no. that it's just but it, it don't did not work out
1: and you don't do a qb sneak lamar well, can't do a qb
2: sneak yeah i mean i'm okay with even the qb sneak call i just don't know what lamar was like he was like running, uh, I don't know, like a, like it was a draw or something, but it was a QB sneak, and he was trying to poke around, find holes. And you just dive over the, over the freaking uh, pile. But like, even then, I'm I'm kind of okay with the call because in both times you cut the ball in Lamar's hands, and he's he can make moves to to get up. Like I'm I'm okay with keeping in Lamar's hands. I'm fine. I'm just, I, I just was not okay with the play calling. The
1: rest of the game i'm fine with here's the thing that drives me crazy that i don't understand from this game and the more i think about it, it irritates me yeah is going into this game this entire season we were the number one rush team in football yeah and all of a sudden we don't rush the ball it's yeah. like are you trying to play mind games where you're like Oh well, they're they're planning on the rush, so we're going to throw it a billion times. It's yeah, like ridiculous. The, it was, was the two weeks
2: too much of planning time that right. you outthought yourself?
1: And how many times have we talked about like the one thing with this team is you don't panic? And it seems like as soon as they were behind by seven, it's like panic. We gotta we gotta throw the ball until we get the lead. It's yeah. like it's like when you're getting killed in a game of Madden. It wasn't like real life.
2: Yeah, well, that's what we caught about we talked about last week. Like the only way this turns into a blowout. Is And we were talking more about the Ravens and, on, and blowing them out, but is if you make Tenhill one sided, that's when this game turns into a blowout. Well, what they do, they, they turn Lamar Jackson into one sided. And even the fact that he ran for over 100 yards, most of those runs, you know, were on were on pass plays. So even right. they weren't designed runs. And and I would argue even the design runs was the RPO. And usually there's like half and half of him sticking in in Ingram and Edwards guts and then running up the middle. But this time, it seemed like 90 percent of the time he kept it like they never gave it to to Ingram or or Edwards. It was just it was weird to watch. It was weird to see. It was frustrating. It was
1: I don't know. It was all the terrible. things. Yeah, it was you. It was a spot where you kept thinking, all right, well, now's when the Ravens turn it on and come and turn it around.
2: We are the better team. So at some point that will work itself out because we're the better team
1: exactly you never gave up hope even coming out of the halftime you're like well something's gonna give
2: yeah i thought we were okay
1: right i was not concerned what was the halftime we were down by eight yeah i was worried we were concerned yeah and i don't and then you get we were down by let's say eight i think it was eight it was 14-6 yeah yeah 14-6 coming out of halftime you get the ball yeah all you gotta you're in complete control then all you gotta do is run the ball just, 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 establish a good drive. Yeah. But then
2: every first down threw the ball. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, but uh, there yeah. were multiple three and outs where you did not run the ball a single time.
2: Yeah. Show Lamar Jackson threw the ball. What was it? Uh, drop back 59 fifty nine times. Fifty
1: nine times. Yeah. Now, now his number. He threw like three hundred some yards, but most of that was trash yardage at the end of the game. Well, or, Josh or drives we couldn't complete.
2: If I, I drop back and threw the ball fifty nine times, I would get three hundred yards. I mean, fifty nine times. That's like, uh, for a typical Lamar, that's like three football games. I mean, come on. What, what, what are you even talking about here? Yeah, I don't uh, know.
1: It's And you know what makes it worse is that yeah. we know the Titans are going to get just blown up by the Chiefs next week. So it's not even going to be a good game next week. If I can bring myself to watch football next week, it's not going to be a good game. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm,
2: I, 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 uh, we'll see how I feel at the Super Bowl, but I'm not watching next week. I can't watch anymore. I can't watch it. I certainly can't watch the Titans play.
1: Right, I think I, I, that's what I think. I think I'm done till the Super Bowl, and all right, I'll watch the Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
2: I even I haven't been on social media much, but I, I popped on there and I saw um, uh, Eric RDT is a Titans fan, posting a lot of stuff. And right. and and I, you know, it's very tempting to block run follow. I was nice. I just muted him. I didn't block run follow. But how that guy has any followers left? who are Baltimore Orioles fans and Baltimore Raven fans, I have no idea. Now, if you want to be, if our wants to be a Titans fan, we've talked about this before. I don't think he has much say in the matter, right? I think I think you're kind of born, you're into, born it. into it.
1: But how so you I handle don't, yourself.
2: Yeah, but here's what I'm saying. If you are doing Baltimore Orioles and you know all your followers or most of your followers are Raven fans, and you're the fan of some random team like the Titans, like follow them and cheer for them. But do it in the privacy of your own home. I don't want to see you out there in public parading about with your Titans things. It's embarrassing. What you do in the privacy of your bedroom and your own home, that's on you. And I agree. Like, being a Titans fan, I don't think it's a choice. I think you're born into it. But you don't have to be out there in public flaunting it um, after, after you beat the Ravens. I just think that's an ugly look for Eric RDT. I should have blocked him, but I just muted him because I'm a nice guy. And he's a good Orioles follow. But chill out, dude.
1: It's the type of look that you'd normally expect from Patriot fans.
2: Yeah. Oh, that, it was, that's it was what a nice Patriot reminder. It was a nice reminder saying, oh, yeah, he's Barstool.
1: He's Barstool.
2: That, <laughs> that's was, what. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's he's a barstool. barstool move. Yeah. And I, I forgot, like, what? RDT cool. Like, and I like RDT. I like Eric. Yeah. Like, we have interactions outside. Like, I've met him a bunch. Like, we're good friends. Um, but, but you're then, right. That's it's Barstool. That's Barstool. Okay. So I'll let him get all the Barstool things out of his system. Then when it
1: comes to Oral season, be a real I'll, human.
2: I'll release the mute button and we'll have and we'll be friends again. But until then, he's muted.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the good thing is the good takeaway is once we get over all this, once we get to August and we can start thinking Ravens again, what we did learn about the Ravens this year is that they're a young team with a really bright future. And it's a team where we should be able to talk about playoffs every year. Now, this was really special, but this was also something where it didn't seem that special in the preseason, and it just expectations got hot, greater and greater as they kept beating these amazing teams and the best teams in the NFL uh, up to this point. So we set our expectations where by, like, week 15, it was Super Bowl or bust, Super Bowl or it's crap. And unfortunately, like, those are really high standards. Only one team can pass those standards. Um, But I am excited. I will be excited I would have been okay get with getting to the
2: Super Bowl and losing.
1: Okay. I would All right, have been well okay fine. With that. Fine. Two teams get to get to the Super Bowl. Uh,
2: yeah, I'll say two things to that, Josh. One is you're right, it was it felt special. It did. And I don't know. I don't know how many times you can repeat that special, right? Like, yes, most of the players are coming back next year, but this it's felt like the year. Yeah. And you can't, and we know this better than anyone. You can't being Baltimore sports fans you can't take for granted getting to the playoffs. It's not like it's not a for granted thing that you'll be there every year. Even if you have young, good players, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to make the playoffs every year. So you, you got to take the most of it. You got to take the
1: – Yeah, I totally uh, the, I totally agree. And and you know what this reminded me of? This, remi- this game ended. I'm frustrated. I'm cleaning the garage. And what do I think of? Zach Britton in the bullpen. Yeah.
2: Not a using- lot of people make – yeah, a comparison in 2014, but I think another comparison 2016. I Zach thought Britten, like, you,
1: know. you have Zach Britton. You've got the best pitcher on your team. You've got the best closer in baseball, and he's sitting in the pen when you need him. And I was like, that's like Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards sitting yeah. there. All right, Ingram was banged up. But Gus Edwards was fine, and Gus Edwards had a great week, 17. And Gus Edwards carried this team last year. We all talked yeah, all fair. week about how we trust Gus Edwards. And you didn't use Gus Edwards. I
2: averaged over five yards a carry throughout the season. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree that was crazy. And the second thing about it, Josh, is I I don't know. I, I'm not on this fire John Harbaugh train. But this game really makes me question and maybe it was more Greg Greg Roman, like maybe it's more him. But I think it's more the game plan, right? This makes you really question like John Harbaugh's Yes playoff intelligence right I, like yeah I, you know i think sometimes he's too smart for his own good i think sometimes
1: i'm a huge john harbaugh fan i love john harbaugh yeah, but sure. i've had this conversation with ken Dallas, who's he, that's his whole thing is like harbaugh does not know how to manage big games yeah and that he can't handle it and uh
2: I mean, he's won, he's won a Super Bowl, so, right. like, he's done right. it before. But, but like, in yeah. this
1: season, we haven't seen any of those issues from John Harbaugh. But, man, did we see him on Saturday. The game clock, like manag- the clock management made no sense. Yeah. The not running the ball made no sense. The zero halftime adjustments made no sense. It was weird. Yeah.
2: no It was, like, it was a little bit like... The Lamar Jackson show. Like, like, let, yeah. let me step back and let Lamar just do everything Not call timeouts because Lamar's out there. He doesn't want to time out. Let Lamar go back there and throw every time because he's yeah. Lamar Jackson. yeah, just it was weird. It wasn't what they did all year.
1: it was it you know what it was? It was like what we were talking about, like midseason when all the MVP conversation first started, and we're like, are they trying to let Lamar throw the ball more to prove that he can pass when they're running up the scores? Yeah, when they're stuff. running up the scores, like are they trying, and then all of a sudden you get to this I don't it was crazy like it yeah. just to change your game plan when the whole conversation was can you play this way in the postseason and someone in that castle decided nope we got to change and be uh patrick mahomes in the offseason or in the postseason
2: yeah yeah and and go away from what got you there
1: yeah yeah it's 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 befuddling and it's it adds to the
2: frustration right because if we played our game and we lost whatever but like to that's what makes it so frustrating is because we didn't play our game right we played someone else's game
1: exactly and that that's why i think it's more irritating because you're right if we lost a hard fought game no big deal that happens this was just just completely befuddling yeah yeah <laughs> have we have we uh complained enough about this game
2: yeah no this is good i haven't um it's cathartic i haven 't talked about the game at all really at all
1: that's with a ba- one right that's, so. how, that's how you got to handle it uh we did film we so we did the first film study uh film study always has two game two episodes to look back at the game, one on defense, one on offense so yesterday we did the uh, defense with Michael Crawford, and I call up Ken and Ken sounds like a beaten dog, totally depressed uh, that, by, by the time the podcast ended, he was feeling a little better and, and sounded better. But uh, after that, he had to watch the offense to prepare for tonight. So I'm guessing he's going to come in mm. pretty down tonight, too. Yeah, uh, that's
2: when it's it's cool to be film study, except when stuff like this happens. Exactly. It's, like it's cool to be a, a, a radio host, um, but I would not want to be a Baltimore radio host today. I mean, that was no, that was miserable.
1: Right, right. It is. It is, because I know like, yeah, even like imagine if it was your real job covering the, covering the Ravens and you had to yeah. do this day in and day out. Not only do that moment suck, but you've already started to make plans for the Super Bowl. We had plans for film study, all the way up through the Super Bowl. We had uh, we were doing a live, we had a live podcast in the works to be to do in Miami, uh, at a big Ravens pregame party on Saturday night, and uh, we had all these plans, and we like all that just disappears because yeah. of this crappy game and not even a hard fought game. Imagine though, like. <laughs> the the guys that got to do this like full time where it's like they get like their jobs, their bonuses, they're like they get way better listenership when the Ravens are doing well. And all yeah. that stuff it affects it. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, I don't want to say that it was my fault that the Ravens lost, but Emily did go behind my back and mark on the calendar when the Super Bowl pa- parade for the Ravens would be. That's um, a little of so- but- that was that was uh, but that's, yeah, a little a bit presumptuous. But that's but the, that's
1: that's the plan, and you have to do. Right? Yeah,
2: and that's the way we were talking, right? Because certainly, certainly, there was no thought at all that we would lose to the Titans. No. like that. It was just a matter of what the score would be. Well, would we blow them out, or would they be able to keep it close? But there was it
1: never even entered my mind as a possibility that these <laughs> Tennessee Titans no. would right. beat us. Get out of here. No, I talked. I talked to bars in Miami and then eventually we made plans with be more around town that we were going to be at their tailgate and do our podcast at their yeah. tailgate. Like everyone was making plans because uh, yeah. you got to do that. And it's not like we'd always joke, oh, knock on wood or whatever, but it's like, no, you're not going to screw up as much as, and as superstitious as we all are, you're not going to screw that up. You have to realistically make these plans because that team looked amazing. Yeah. And, and if you are talking about the chiefs,
2: man, I'll be honest, the way the chiefs, the, the 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 score of the game I didn't really watch them to, to know but the score of the game and how they, they they came back and won and just how they've kind of been our bugaboo like Chiefs versus Ravens that's a great yeah. game and like that's I'm not a... I'm not planning the week after that like I'm just I don't know if we win that game like that's a, that's a toss up that um that would be really fun to watch Yes. but
1: Titans get out exactly uh, yeah a hard fought game a game against the Chiefs I'm okay with losing that was ugly. Yeah. yeah maybe right. what maybe what the Ravens should have done is cheat yeah like the Houston Astros you want to get into that sure yeah yeah Let, let's talk about that because I don't
2: I don't as much as I care about the Ravens I really don't care about this story at all but it's kind of interesting and that's where I want to go with this interesting but not personal to me at all
1: all right so so the- what I, yeah, do, do, do you have the pet, the penalty out there like um what the penalty was? Yeah, so I'm pulling it up now. So we all know right. we've talked about this about the Astros um cheating. So what is the it? Bat- so the general manager Jeff Lunnow, Lunnow, yeah. Lunnow and uh the manager AJ Hinch were both suspended from baseball for a year. Yep. And then the Houston Astros were fined $5 million. Yes. And some draft picks. Two
2: the first round and second round picks for this year and next year.
1: Right. Okay. Do you think that's enough punishment? Romeo uh, Santos jumped on Facebook to say that he thought the Astros got a light punishment compared to shoeless Joe Jackson and Pete Rose.
2: Right. As as far as being banned, as far yeah. as banned
1: for cheating, which I can't argue with that. They did.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? There's a lot of stuff here. Um, on the one hand, the five million dollars is literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because- that's pointless. What's even – if you're suspending them without pay, I think they're saving money, right? Because you're the general manager and the manager without pay. And they were, by the way, fired, right? They
1: were then – yeah, later in the story is they got that uh, – the owner – what's his name? Jim Crane? I think it's Jim Crane. Yeah, Jim Crane. uh, It's Crane, yeah. Yeah, came out today and fired both of them, which is good good luck. I mean that's what he's got to do. I think of the – New England Saints when they uh when they're all they had like a GM and uh, their coach got fired got suspended for like a year, they didn't fire them they just waited out the year, but um but I I, I like the move to fire these guys.
2: Yeah, I mean I mean the the interesting thing about it is is I think Crane will save money in the end. The five million dollars will not equal the much money he's saving from firing well, them and from them being suspended. The other thing, oh you want you want to talk about the, the money some more?
1: No, I was just gonna say the other thing is his farm systems already built rebuilt he got his world series trophy
2: yeah Fine. and, and Let's more move on yeah and their 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 team is still going to be good which means the first round draft picks from this year is 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 like the bottom right. um and they as at what second to last and the draft pick um next year cuz they're still going to have a really good baseball team their draft pick next year is going to be bottom too so when you, you lose a first round draft pick yes but you're losing like the 28th pick in the draft, the 29th pick in the draft. So it's not like you're losing a top 10 pick. Um, so I think the harshest part of that is the suspension, but they don't lose any of the international money. Um, and that's where they sign a lot of their guys. Right. Um, and that's could have been a spot where you hit, them, hit the organization hard. It's interesting, right? Because AJ Hinch has come out and said that he knew the cheating was happening, but he didn't like it. And like at times he tried to stop it but he really didn't know what to do about it, and so he just kind of let it happen. And Lunau is, is kind of saying that he had no idea that they were doing it. Um, it's interesting, right? The players were doing it, and some low-level guys within the organization were helping the players. Um, but none of the players are getting suspended, right. including Beltron, who was a player and is now, a, ma- is now a, ma- a manager. So it's interesting that none of the players... Um, who I guess it was their idea, and they kind of started this thing.
1: Um, well, hold, with the on, help hold on, hold on. Alex Cora, Al, yeah, Alex Cora is apparently who was the bench coach. He is was the mastermind yeah. of the team signing, and they did make it clear that Cora's getting something, but they're waiting for the Red Sox uh, oh, yeah. cool. thing to go through. So Cora, 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 Cora might be uh might get the Pete Rose treatment.
2: Yeah, because here's the thing about Lu, 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 now and, like, Lunau and – like, Lunao should be suspended because it was under his watch. Yeah. But if they did the investigation and they said, you know what, it looks like he didn't really know know about it, then that makes him a bad GM. Um, but how much, like, should he be punished for being inept at his job? Um, and, and A.J. Hinch, if it comes out, right, that he tried to stop it but it continued – like, he should still be punished for that because he didn't do anything about it. But – if it wasn't his idea and if he did try to stop it, like, you could argue that that maybe the suspension should not be, you know, banned for life. Right. Um, but Alex Cora, I don't know if he's going to be banned for life, but Alex Cora, if, if, if it's true, right, if all the investigations shows yeah. that he was the mastermind behind it, you do not want to be Alex Cora right now. And remember— His future in baseball is very much in jeopardy.
1: Yeah, and was it just last week or whatever we were talking about the Red Sox now being accused of cheating? two uh because they were the ones they're like, using like apple watches or something
2: right or and that's Fitbits the, or
1: something that was and yeah now and
2: score has been in both places right he's the link. yeah he
1: was the bench coach and now he's the manager of the red sox right right yeah he's got to i mean if they really if they believe he was the mastermind in houston there's no way he went to the red sox without saying hey we're gonna cheat also and steal signs um, because that worked for me in my in Houston that got me this job there's no way he didn't continue that and they've got to come down on him with a lifetime ban it's crazy
2: well, if not lifetime at least like I don't know
1: I mean it needs the, to, it the, needs to be the, so big that no one even considers
2: doing this again well well, that that's the thing right like what is the punishment trying to do when you're let like what is baseball trying to do with punishing al and AJ Hinch even though they weren't you know, the mastermind, they weren't directly involved, the fact that it happened and they were the leaders of the team, the fact that baseball is going after general managers and managers and not players shows that they're trying to discourage all organizations from ever doing this. Yes. Right. And so if you're a general manager now, if you're Mike Elias, not only are you not going to cheat, you're going to make sure none of your guys are involved in anything related to cheating because it's your job on the line, right? Yeah, totally. And so I think it's good motivation for other general managers to be suspended for a year without pay. Like that's, and now to see them get fired. Like that, this is a, and I'm curious to see what happens to Lunao and AJ Hinch. Like, is this a career destroyer? Is this like where you got to go away for five years before you can come back? Is this like a blacklisted type thing? Because there's not a more respected general manager in all of baseball than Jeff Lunao. Um, and so I'm curious to see how other teams kind of react to that. Um, interesting enough, right? Mike Elias with a lot of ties to Jeff Lunau. Yeah, came out clean. Back to Cardinals and now to the Astros. Um, and 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 what's your evidence, Josh, for coming out clean? Like, what do you mean by that?
1: Uh, there's With all these punishments going out, without all these stories of cheating, uh, his name hasn't got mixed into any of them.
2: Yeah, well... I mean, I, to be honest, and I haven't looked at the story at all. I don't have a subscription to the Athletic. just based on tweets. How many people have been implicated besides the head honchos, right, besides AJ? Uh, head, right, head, well, the
1: yeah, GM uh, GM manager, uh, assistant GM got the ineligible because I guess he's not signed on a team. He's not working for a team right now, so he's on the ineligible list. But, oh, but
2: he, was, but he got mentioned too?
1: Yeah, the assistant GM, uh, I don't know, I got the Athletic article right in front of me.
2: Okay, I didn't realize other people were involved. Okay, so that could have been, like, Elias. Um,
1: yeah, like, i was surprised. Brought... Uh,
2: now, Elias was more involved with the minors there for the Astros. One-year so suspension
1: maybe... for Jeff Lunau. One-year suspension for A.J. Hinch. Forfeits first and second-round draft picks in 2020 and 2021. A <laughs> fine of $5 million, which is the maximum that MLB is allowed to fine a team. Uh, placement of former Astros assistant GM Brandon uh, Tabman. Taubman on baseball's ineligibility list. Okay. So, uh, I I kind of, yeah, when I say Michael Elias is clean, I mean, uh, he didn't, it seems like everyone else in that office, higher up, got caught. I don't know what Michael Elias' position was. I thought, I guess he was an assistant GM.
2: No, he was. He was. He started off in the scouting department, but by the time he left, he was, he was an assistant general manager. I don't know how many of those they had, right, but he but he was in part he still has an assistant general manager. He was in charge of player development with the astros okay. so, that so that take took him less from the major squad, and he was more focused on the on the the minor league squad
1: gotcha and this guy who got put on the ineligibility list happens to also be the same guy who got fired from the Astros for making some comments for, for
2: the, the, the yeah. sexist comments yes. yeah the chauvinistic comments right
1: sure. right so uh but yeah um. Yeah, Michael Elias. I don't. I, could you imagine if Michael Elias came out and got and got suspended too? Like, what would that mean in Baltimore? It would be so yeah, weird. Like, it would it would be weird. I had it's like uh, bring Duquette back.
2: Yeah, I don't know. it'd Be Sigma Dow taking him over right. or something. I don't know. But, uh, I don't know what that would look like.
1: Yeah, but again, I don't know. I think the punishments are fine, but I've also would have been fine with like even bigger punishments. They don't have to, they don't have to give up the world series title, um, which is fine because you don't really want to take that away from the city, but all these players who cheated are going to still go around and say, Hey, we're world series champions. They're going to yeah. use that in, in their money in their, in their marketing of themselves. They're still world series champions.
2: Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, if the goal is right to make sure future teams don't do it would going back and taking away the world series, would that be more persuasive to future teams cheating. I I don't know if it would be,
1: I think a required rule that if you were on that team that cheated, there has to be a little asterisk on any statistic by you in any time where it says world series champion. If there's a little asterisk that says cheating, cheater.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing, right? Like the steroids things, right? Like, you can't – it's not fair to label every Astro player and employee a cheater. Right. But it's really hard to discern, okay, so who was cheating? Who did it help? How much did it help? And so that becomes a real kind of tricky it's tricky slope to go down to, to – uh, ro- Yeah, ro- but when you get down. to the
1: point where you're setting up a camera and a video booth, everybody – in uh, no, your entire team knows what's going on. And it's yeah. grown men. It's grown men; they can speak up and say something if they really think it's wrong. But when it helps you win,
0: yeah, that's do fine. It I mean, the other
1: way,
2: that's fine. And 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 you could, I guess, if you want to do that. Like to me, taking away a World Series means nothing to me, and putting an asterisk by their name means nothing to me. <laughs> As,
1: Scarlet letter means, on the jersey?
2: It doesn't change. Like the Scarlet le- le- letter on the jersey. I heard someone. I think it was Matt Kremenzer said they, they they should have to. Uh, they should be forced to carry Chris Davis in his contract on their team <laughs> until it runs out. I thought that was a good response.
1: Yeah, I saw another person say uh, their punishment is they're required to swap pitching staffs with the Orioles.
2: Yeah. I think yeah. I'd go for that too. Yeah, I think that, that would be a good punishment. I is, think that would be the Orioles.
1: Yeah, but I think the not taking the, it away, the no uh, punishments for any active players is kind of coming down on the team and saying, Hey, you guys are in charge. Like you need to know better. No matter who your players are, you're responsible. If your players yeah. cheat, we're going to hold it on you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think message received, I'm, I'd be curious because it's again, like, I don't know how rampant, what the Astros, like how normal with the answers we're doing. Like, is that, is that, just how things are done now.
1: There's um, no way because something else would have came out in all this time. Yeah, like since they've been investigating it, something would have came out.
2: Yeah. Um. No word from the Nationals yet, right? I mean, because because apparently this is also how people won World Series, but but nothing about the Nationals thus far.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I the uh, so with the Manfred today said. That it was the most thorough investigation the commissioner's office has ever undertaken. They had to go through seventy six thousand emails, text, plus text messages and Slack messages. Mm. So I'm sure they were just searching for any type of like sign, steal, and like a bunch of keywords.
2: Yeah, they got it. They should have destroyed the email server.
1: Yep. So. I don't know we'll see I'm really interested to see uh, what happens with the Red Sox investigation in Cora and I yeah, yeah. If, do, if, do,
2: do, do you think it's like it's like Cora Cora's, it will get crushed yes do you think gonna be any team stuff too or no
1: you've got to I mean we just set the precedence if your team is cheating you're gonna get that five million dollar fine and you're gonna lose some draft picks yeah. so it's they got to do the same thing to the Red Sox Cora's gone and they're gonna have to come on the GM they're gonna have to do a whole thing just like the Astros and if baseball is smart, they need to do this now before, before the season kicks off.
2: Oh, see, I, I, the longer it waits, the happier I
1: am. I know. But, it, yes. But baseball but baseball's smart. They need this out of the way so that people can talk about baseball and not cheating when the season comes.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. But just from an Orioles standpoint, the closer it happens to the season, the bigger of a distraction it is for the Red Sox when the season starts. And, like, they got to fill a, manage, uh, a manager, right? Um, sure. Which I'm sure they already have a guy in mind at this point because you got to assume he's not going to be there. There's They um,
1: definitely had conversations in their office today of, hey, we're going to lose Cora. Who do we need to go?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I just I think it's great for a distraction for, for the Red Sox. It sucks that they won a World Series and cheated. But now I hope it benefits the Orioles with loss of draft picks and distractions for this year. I hope the Red Sox
1: suck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then we just had, then the only other off-field thing we got to deal with is the Masson arbitration or whatever's going on with Masson. Is that still a thing? I, I think know. so. I don't, I don't know. No Masson. one knows anymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's talk Orioles because you were telling me that Zip's projections came out today. I haven't taken a look at them yet, but uh, – I don't expect much out of them.
2: They came out three days ago, and this is how, I don't know, and Fangraphs releases the Zips, but just like a few teams at a time, and the Zips are kind of the computer model for projections of the year. Um, And Dan Zabrowski, he does them every year, and so he released Baltimore just three days ago. And so um, a couple, I don't know, interesting things about the Zip projections Um, are best – The guy who projects to be the best, of course, is Trey Mancini. He projects to get a 1.9 war, which is down from last year. Um, Austin Hayes projects to get a 1.3 war. He's number two, followed by Jose Iglesias. Some interesting things. um, They expect a combination of Davis-Mancini at first base to produce .1 war, which is terrible. (laughs) Um, The starters, if you combine all of – you have means – um, and then if you combine all the other starters, they list one, two, three, four, f- five other starters, for a total of six starters. If you add in means, and the five other starters, not including means, if you add up all their WAR, yeah, um, if you add it all up together, it's half of what John means is, which is not one. to say that John, John means John has means a great was a war. two, right? Yeah, so if you average all the other ones together, it equals one. (laughs) (laughs) And So that's uh, how they think about our pitching staff.
1: Gotcha. And I saw our bullpen is a three.
2: Yeah, all of them combined. Okay. Yeah, so it's – So – I mean, we're looking at – I would be surprised, and they haven't released all the other zips. But according to zips and kind of what you project players at, I would be shocked if there's a team worse than the Orioles as far as projections go.
1: Yeah, if your pitching staff is projected as a one – your uh, your your bullpen of three, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. And they're, I mean, they're assuming, now, and they've got the, even, they've got yeah, the go starters ahead. as John Means, Alex Cobb, uh, Kremer, Wojcikowski, Dean, Dean yeah. Kremer, Wojcikowski, Bailey, and Stewart. Who is Bailey? And who is Stewart? Bailey is guy we got from the Rule Five.
2: Cole Stewart is a guy who played for the Twins last year, who we just signed to like a major league. Contract with an option to go to the minors.
1: Why, why would um, we have a Rule Five guy in our starting rotation?
2: Why would we have Cole Stewart, who couldn't make the Twins' major league <laughs> roster, on our Josh? This all is right, 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 e- build. Right. Why are okay. we even talking about this? Um, why do we have Wojciechowski who I can't tell if that's supposed if that's a point three or negative point three war on there? Um, can you tell us by his name? It looks like yeah, a negative. It, point it, three.
1: it would be a negative point
2: three. yes Why do we have a guy with a negative war on our? On our staff, why? <laughs> why? Here's here's what he wrote. Here's what um, Dan Zabronowski wrote. Um, here's the most negative he got in what was entirely a negative article. But here here's some at his. Um,
1: Have we talked uh, to Dan Ziborowski before?
2: Isn't he nope. normally an Oriole hater? I've said a lot of bad things about him on the show. He's the guy who, when the Orioles did not try to sign. Um, he the said, guy for the angels, the, the hitter pitcher for the angels. Yeah. Uh, Sh- yeah. Uh, yeah, uh Shoyotani. He's the guy who said he, he renounced his hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. That's all I thought. Yeah. I thought he was that guy. Yeah. But super smart, real sarcastic. I mean, he's whatever, but he said this about Chris Davis, which I thought was a good paragraph. I'll just read it. He says, I'm increasingly confused as to why Chris Davis is on the team. He has no offensive value, no defensive value, and tried to go after manager Brandon Hyde in the dugout. True to form, Davis didn't get a hit here either. Um, even worse, Davis at first leaves Trey Mancini playing the outfield, which he does awkwardly and blocks the most obvious play to place uh, Ryan Mount- the most obvious place to play Ryan Mountcastle. And while I don't think that Mountcastle would actually be good, he's better than Chris Davis and actually has a future. Oro's money is gone. this is just sad.
1: There's so much, there's so much agenda in that comment. Yeah. So much, so much of like, there's no fact in there. It's just uh, his opinions. And he clearly hates Chris Davis.
2: Yeah. Well, and clearly like bitter at Orioles management, right? And, and like objectively, if you're trying to win this year, Chris Davis should not be on your team. He's projected to get a a negative 0.9 war. Uh, which is in keeping with how he's been performing the past few years. And so, and if you want to win, you would play Ryan Matcastle every day. Um, And so I I don't think he's wrong in those points. Um, Though he said he doesn't think Ryan Matcastle is going to be good. I think that's ludicrous, but whatever. Um, But they're keeping Ryan Matcastle down partly because they don't care about winning this year. Right. But I would be surprised if Chris Davis has another bad year. I would be really surprised if he's on the team next year.
1: But it's weird for him to praise Ryan Mountcastle while at the same time he gave Ryan Mountcastle a point three WAR.
2: Well, I think that has more to do with just playing time. Okay. Right. Um and I, I don't know if that like I I I mean and here's some questions. I don't know how that works. Like I think that assumes he's going to play half the season. Um okay. So I, Oh, yeah, here it is. It assumes, oh no, it assumes he's going to have, that's with him, 500 at-bats. So that's well more than. That's more than half a season. That's more than half a season. That's a, um, that's like
1: a full 500 at-bats. That's a lot of games.
2: Yeah, I think like 650 would be. Right. Every so that, day we'll see. that's what I
1: mean. But, so you're talking like 100 games.
2: Yeah, like 100 games. So yeah, he doesn't think about it. And, and part of the reason is, if you look closer at it, like Ryan Mountcastle, um, I'm sure it's um, the defensive metrics hurt Ryan Mountcastle, but
1: whatever um um Ryan, other, Ryan yeah. Leach commented on this team needs to go out and have fun forget all the talk uh we are preparing for the greatness of our future Austin Hayes will Hayes very well could be the center fielder that we want out uh of Mullins but even better we want it out of Mullins but even better so yeah and that's and, that's the key to this it's just it's a have fun right
2: yeah, it's exciting that he is offensively projected to be your second best player via war, is you know, one of your youngest players, Austin Hayes. Like that's exciting. I think I mean Austin Hayes, this is a big year for him, right? Because he also gets hurt so much that we need to see A, that he can stay healthy right. and B that he can produce in the majors. But you have a lot of guys like that. And th- these zips projections actually, they always get me optimistic for the oral season because I think they always like sell low on the Orioles. Like I don't think that Wojciechowski will be a negative war this year, and I don't think that our that Hunter or that Santander and Smith would com, are going to combine for a point two war in the outfield. Like I think Santander is better than that. I don't know about Smith to be honest. But I think Santander alone is a lot better than that. I, I think our bullpen will be better. I think I think Hunter Harvey I'm excited about Miguel Castro I'm excited about. Um, I think Blyer will be better than than, than he was last year. Um, So I I don't know. There's, there's, for me, I just think a lot of these players are going to perform better than what they think they're going to perform.
1: Well, there's a point where, like, you're projecting the team to be so bad that they can't do anything. But, like, you've got such low expectations for these players and for this team that suddenly, like, that can help build up a little bit of fun and excitement if they're doing better than crap
2: yeah yeah like that's fine like t- tell me i'm terrible like here, here's a couple pit- pit- pitchers and i want you to tell me if you think they're going to do better or worse than this um in 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 2020 and these are e- era so i'm using just basic right. steps in era you think john means will have a better or worse era than 4.78 better yeah i think he's better too but he's projected to 4.78 yeah
1: hunter well, harvey he was in the twos last year right uh, threes. Threes. All right. So, yeah, um, I'll, I expect him to be in the threes this year.
2: Yeah. I At think, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think upper threes would be fine. 3.5, 3.6. Right. I think it'd be fine. Um, Hunter Harvey, you okay. think he's going to get b- b- below or uh, above in the area of
1: 4.83. I hope below.
2: Yeah. 4.83. So that like, seems. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'll give him a four even.
2: Yeah. And he, here's a here's big one, right? Because Dean Kramer is one of the guys. He's going to be. No clue. Uh, the guy coming up, but he's projected to get a ERA of 5.66.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So, Nobody knows. And, and isn't that also why we've just signed this, this shortstop? Because we need those defenses to help all these young guys that can make yeah. all that. Like, that's where the. That's, we've been through this before where, like, suddenly a team that was supposed to be crap plays well together and it's fun to watch.
2: Yeah, and Keegan Aiken, the guy should be the first guy up from the minors if he doesn't start the team with the minors. He's projected to have an ERA over six.
1: If so if, like, if, if he's yeah. going to have an ERA over six, why bring him up to the majors? Right. I if don't he, think he will. Right. That's what I'm saying. If he's having yeah. a six, send him back down. That's yeah. pointless to bring that guy up.
2: Well, and again, they don't have him being a whole year at the Orioles. I mean, that's why um, they, they don't have a lot of these guys pitching the whole season with the Orioles. That's
1: fine, but – a six doesn't get you. If you're going to be a six, that's no point to bring you up to the majors at any point this year.
2: Maybe in our rotation, though. Six could be one of the better ones.
1: Uh, no, you sign crap old people who d- can't get a start anywhere else, starting job anywhere else, and you pay a little money to not ruin these guys' arms. I don't want, I don't want, uh, I don't want him coming up and getting discouraged because he sucks at the major league level. Right, and that's why
2: the Orioles have made a point to not call up pitching prospects. That's why they made a point to pick up guys off waivers, random dudes, and put them in there. That's what we've been doing.
1: Yeah, we can't afford to have these Aaron guys Brooks, anybody? not yeah. work out. you got to do it right.
2: Yeah, and and again, like, no one's printing World Series tickets because Dean um, because Kramer or Keegan Aitken's coming up to the majors. If it works out they're going to be your fourth and fifth starters. And you're just waiting for people like DL Hall and Grayson Rodriguez to fill in the top of your rotation. Right. Um, so the goal is that Kramer or Keegan Aiken doesn't become your ace. The goal is that they become guys who could, you can slot in as fourth and fifth starters, which would be an upgrade over what we have
1: currently. Sure, sure.
2: Yeah, so I think it's going to be, I mean, there certainly will be plenty of arms to try out. Things will be interesting. Um, it doesn't, I mean, there's no reason for optimism based on the zip projections, but, but this is not about this year, right? It's about projecting to next year and the year after. And, and there's some exciting things with, you know, Adley Rushman and stuff that that's enough to get excited for the future. And this year, I mean, think about it. What happened last year. And I know we're going off an oral tangent and we can wrap this up, but um, at the end of last year, it was exciting to watch. I mean, I remember tuning in, stopping what I was doing and tuning in to watch Hunter Harvey pitch right and i remember i remember the okay. excitement around uh, around Hunter Harvey and he was him hitting the, the the cover off the ball well hunter harvey and austin hayes hitting the cover off the ball there we austin go. hayes there it is austin hayes is the guy um hunter harvey's the pitcher but the, the but watching those guys every every throughout the entire season not just the very end of the season like that's something to get excited about um seeing an actual prospect Keegan Aiken and Dean Kramer even if they struggle, I think I'd rather watch that than us pick up Aaron Brooks or some other guy who can't throw past eighty-five miles per hour and pitch. Um, and if they don't get it done, they will be. I'm sure they'll be sent back to the minors to work on what they what they need to work on. Um, and I also wonder like how much projections take into account improvements from last year to this year. Like, here's my thing: I don't think Zips projections thinks that John means is the real deal. I don't think they think that the improvements pitchers made from last year to this year is the real deal. Like this projection, I think is based more on like averages over many years. And I don't know how much they take, they take into account like coaching, like the fact that John means and these other pitchers are getting now some of the best coaches in baseball coaching them. I think that will improve the numbers, and I don't know how much zip projections take into account better coaches. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So uh, there's a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, you know, the Ravens, whatever. I'm excited about the Orioles, even though I know they'll be there'll be terrible. I'm excited about some of the young players. I'm excited about going to my to my to, my, to minor league games this year. I'm excited about the direction the organization. I'm excited about this new bench coach they hired. I can't remember his name, but he was on the hot stove show last week, the new bench coach. And they said, Tony Gonzalez. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. The bullpen coach. Okay. The new bullpen coach um, who was on the hot stove last week. And they said um, um, he had over to be the bullpen coach, which I thought they just hired any guy who looked good in baseball pants to sit out there. They said he went through over 12 hours. He said he went through over 12 hours of interviews. Um, in order to be – before he was hired as the bullpen coach. So I'm just – I'm really excited about the direction that Michael Isis is taking.
1: Darren Holmes.
2: Okay. Thank you. Yes, that's him. Um, I'm just – yeah, I'm just really optimistic about the direction of this organization. And so I'm not going to let all those Zips projections get me down.
1: Did you see a friend of the show, Luke Seiler, got yeah. hired by the Orioles? Yeah. A scouting analyst consultant?
2: Yeah. And so friend of the show – I don't know if that works. When you have someone on the show – and the audio is so bad that you get pissed off and you cut the interview short. Is that,
1: <laughs> is that considered a friend of the show? I don't know how that works. God, it's a friend of the show because we're going to redo it and get him back on here and try it again.
2: Yeah. Um, I really love Luke Seiler. I love following his stuff. I don't love him. I don't really know. But I love following him on Twitter. Um, I don't understand half the stuff that comes out of his mouth um, because he's super into the analytics. Yeah. But it's good. Like, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing, right? Because he... He was just doing that on his own for fun. I think, like, I think he just enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, he was doing it on his own. Then he started doing it for Orioles Hangout just to have a place to put it. Yeah, but he was putting out
2: so much content that I'm like, dude, like, how is this not your full time job? Or slash, what is your full time job? You know what it is. Able to full time. He's the Um, Ken
1: McCusick for the Orioles.
2: Yeah, yeah, he is. Like, yeah, and just if Ken McCusick would be hired by the Ravens. I would say good for chemistry McKusick, even better for the Ravens. I feel the same way about about Luke Siler. Like this is good for Luke Siler. Congratulations to, to you, but I don't really care about Luke Siler all that much. I don't know him. But really good for the Orioles because I know I know the guy really knows his stuff. Knows analytics. Um is super into scouting. Like loves it to the point where he's willing to spend his free time doing it without getting paid. Now you're going to pay him to do it. And so I think that's another smart mind that doors and i'm sure there's you know whatever 10 15 luke siler's there right all doing what he's doing and so i think it's good i think it's great for the, or, great. the organization and good for him
1: yeah uh enough excitement for these young guys that you're gonna come down to sarasota
2: no i'm not gonna get going let's not get carried away
1: here <laughs> okay all right we'll see
2: the only that though it was tempting when they said that um Adley Rushman's gonna be. Yeah. How
1: about how about yeah. I get how about a sit, I get you a sit down with Adley Rushman? Will you come down for Adley? You
2: give me a sit down with Adley Rushman, then then we can
1: talk. All right. All right. I'll work on that. Yeah. So um, let's see. Uh, Ryan says nothing to lose. We may break records for different starting pitchers.
2: Yeah, I think they're trying to avoid what happened last year when it was like that, right? When they were pitching someone and they had to call someone up from the minors. Didn't matter who it was. Right. Just someone who had options and who right. hadn't pitched the day before. I think they're going to try to avoid that, like they did last year. Um, I think, right? Because you lost out the rotation, Kashner and Bundy, and you hope you replace one of those guys with Cobb. You hope he stays healthy. Though I think I think it's generous to think he's going to be healthy all year. I don't know if that's true. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't, I want to take that as a guaranteed. And then you hope that Wojciechowski Can kind of take the place of Bundy or, or or whatever. But I mean, the fact is, you. you, But you really hope for is like Means kind of came out of nowhere last year. You hope someone else does that, right? Whether whether that's a Bailey or Stewart, um, or you know, and you want these guys, and you want one guy to step up and say, "Oh my, we actually have a pitcher here." So then we have two pitchers instead of one,
1: right? And even if they're not amazing, you just want them to last innings. And not just, like, get shellacked up there. Just become, yeah. yeah like, we're not expecting any of these guys to be top-of-the-line pitchers. But just standard number five pitchers, if we can have a whole start whole starting rotation of number fives, I think we'll be okay with that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think for this year. And, again, yes. like when you're going to win the World Series in 2023, you're thinking about, okay. Is, is Stewart going to make my rotation in 2023? And he could, right? Because now we're just talking three years away. And so like means, could very much be a part of the World Series r- r- rotation. And so you're looking at a guy like Aaron Brooks and Wojciechowski too, I think, are just, fil- they're filler guys, right? They're, I don't right. think they're guys that are going to be part of the World Series. But at the same time, you have filler guys, which is fine, but you're also looking like, could this be a guy that could actually help us? that could actually be there in three years when we're trying to win. Um, And that's what you... you Again, that's what I'm talking about. If you can find one or two of those guys this year because you know you're going to bring in Hall and Rodriguez and maybe you can sign one too. And so you can fill out the rotation um, between Hall Rodriguez and maybe signing a a guy or two and then seeing who else emerges. But you still need to fill the rotation, right? Even if Hall and Rodriguez are great, as good as we think they're going to be, you still need you know, uh, you know, three more starters and maybe means one of those guys. And then that means you need two more.
1: Um, so we're on the, we're on the lookout. All right. I, I put up on the, uh, I put up on section dot com some 2023, uh, world series shirts. Like we said, we'd get out there. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw it yet, but, uh, no, I uh, I, I real retweeted simple it. shirt. Yeah. Uh, just so we all know can hop on board and get excited for 2023. Uh, so working on some other stuff, but that's our first little like new new shirt for the new season, which is really for the season in a few years.
2: Yeah, so. yeah. No, I'm 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 on board with it. I already marked it in my calendar when the parade will be. So let's yeah, no, right. Definitely. I made that research for, the Ravens, for you. Um, but I'm I'm doubling down. Yeah,
1: right. No, I mean, yeah. 2023 might be the year of the Ravens and the Orioles. Who knows?
2: Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, it's you have two organizations, and it's hard to think about the Ravens heading in the right direction after what we just witnessed, but you do, you have two organizations that are heading in the right direction and are run really well. And it's been a while that we've had. (laughs) It's
1: really weird to say about the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. Are you really ready to say they're ran well?
2: Listen, I think, I think Michael Elias is egoist. I think it's, it's all about him. I think he's made himself the face of the franchise, but I also think just listening to who he's hired, his hiring process, seeing the improvement in the miners. yeah, you would be a fool to say that the Orioles are now not headed in the right direction. Now, we don't know if it's going to work yet, but everything is pointing to the Orioles heading in the right direction.
1: Right, right. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Last question on uh, over on Facebook. Andy's wondering, where's Bert? <laughs> you you want to address that?
2: I I, you, I have no idea. You saying Bert's here is the first is the first. I did not realize he was not here. Right. Sometimes when we talk about Orgos, he he's quiet. I thought he was upset about the Ravens' loss. I thought he was somewhere here. He's not here actually. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Bert is not here.
1: I think Bert. Um, I think Bert's taking some time off. Yeah. Three thirty
2: six. I mean, I mean, you can ask him. You, yeah. you can send him a tweet at Roadie if you yeah. want to know where he is. You can, at Bert Roadie.
1: Yeah, I think we kind of know about as much as you. <laughs> Yeah. So at Burt uh, uh I know he'll be going to Costco again now. Now that the Ravens yeah. season's over, you can well, he, catch him and, there and on he was, Sundays.
2: And he was at, I believe he was at that Ravens game. Um, I haven't talked to him, but he was, I'm pretty sure he was at that Ravens
1: game. So Oh, would have been nice to have him on the show to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. maybe next week. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, just if you want Burt back on here, just let him know. Hit him up on Twitter, at Burt yeah. Roadie. All right, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of here. All right.
2: um, you can, for more information about the World Series coming in twenty twenty three, you can follow the Section three thirty six Twitter at Section three thirty six Show. Follow us on Facebook as we're kind of live on Facebook every Monday evening now, um, and and yeah, follow us on Instagram as well.
1: Uh, yeah, okay. I hey, I can't. Are I you can't, play music? Huh? Well, no, I can't play the music because it drowns you out. Remember we figured that out last week? Oh, okay. So okay, we can't okay. play the Bad Birds song right now. We'll bring it back once I figure it out. But I was just going to tell you, I can't figure out the – I can't get into Instagram. It's not working for me for okay. our show Instagram. I tried to get into hey, it today. You don't know the password? No, I type in the password. It just doesn't work. <laughs> uh, or you think we've, it, been
2: we've been banned? Did you do post something I inappropriate? On the...
1: I don't know. I am part of an Orioles Facebook group. That got taken over, and like someone went in and kicked out all the admins, and changed it to like some like like some streamer like Fortnite player website. And So you are saying people can search videos. our
2: Instagram, and it could be it could be Fortnite
1: videos on I there. I don't know what's going on with our Instagram. I'm going to try to get it fixed, but for now, just uh, follow us on Twitter and section 336com I'll have the Instagram fixed maybe this week. I keep forgetting to yeah. spend time working on fixing it.
2: Alright. So. We're good on Facebook, though.
1: Yeah, Facebook's all good. This video's on Facebook and all right. on Twitter.
2: Alright. Well, thanks for listening, boys and girls. Hang in there, Raven fans. And as always... Oh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Section36. Yeah, but I did follow that.
1: Twitter. Oh, I didn't okay. say you can follow all right, Josh. Fine. You can follow me, at Josh Soroka. Bert, at Bert Rode.
2: Oh, yeah, put that out there. At Bert Rohde. That's B-E-R-T-R-O-D-E. Bert, Bert Roadie. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening boys and girls and as always go Orioles thank you for listening to the section 336 podcast please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment if I were you I would not take any baseball advice from these guys Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles
1: obsessed father and Burt uh, well Burt fell in love with Don Mattingly he has a thing for mustaches
2: Birdland Sports for fans by fans find
1: more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes in fact pretty often I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts With Anchor you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it They take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out.
0: This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore.
1: At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding your motorcycle with your buddies on the open road. It's a potent cocktail of thrills, laughter, and pure adrenaline. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. I'm real proud of you, son. Wow, that was terrible. Our apologies for even trying. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates.